Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. And good morning, everybody. We've been going for an hour, so we've been ready to go. Are you ready to go for the final hours we had into the weekend? Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle. You can watch us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Bruce Hurdle, at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public on a project, and you know now is a great time to do a project, whether you're building a deck or a fence or maybe need some lumber for siding, you want to go with a company that does two big things for you. One is going to get you the best lumber out there because they deal directly with the mills. They get their pick of the litter, big box stores. I don't want to say they get scraps, but they don't get the same quality. But here's the other thing. Go to the big box stores, you're paying retail. It's called a retail store for a reason. You work with Rocky Mountain Forest Products, you are getting everything wholesale. Contractors all over Colorado work exclusively with Rocky Mountain Forest Products, like my friend Ed Goldinger with Pinnacle Builders. He will only work with them because he knows he gets a great price for his clients. Rocky Mountain Forest Products, find them at rmfp.com. Time now for the lead. The lead is presented by Smoke and Dave's Barbecue and Brew. Colorado's best barbecue since 2007. Get some tonight in Denver, Longmont, Lyons, and Estes Park. Okay, Dwayne Stukes said he's not sure how much of a voice he's going to have in the final roster decisions next week, but he's going to bang the table. He's going to bang the table for wide receiver Tyree Cleveland saying we want him to be a core special teams player. Cleveland hasn't practiced much, hasn't played much in the preseason. Uh, knowing the log jam for the final two or three wide receiver spots, let's break those guys down. Brandon Johnson, Jalen Virgil, Kendall Hinton. We have Cleveland in there as well. And oh, by the way, I forgot to mention Seth Williams. So you have five guys, okay? Stukes wants it to come down to five guys, right? I don't know if, honestly, Hackett looks at Cleveland as a legitimate option to be on the roster every week, but do you think he should? We're talking about six guys. Maybe seven. Seven might be a little bit of a stretch, but They're going to carry one quarterback, but they might carry an extra tight end, too. They might. I think they are going to carry an extra tight end. And there goes that extra wide receiver spot. I think so. You're already talking about Montreal Washington as a dual guy. Special teams, wide receiver. Here's my deal. I think you and I are of the same, of a, of a similar ilk here on Dwayne Stukes. When that guy talks, I listen. Right. When this guy says something or other, I tend to like sign off on it right, right. off the bat. Right. The dude is passionate. He is focused. He doesn't seem to ask for too much. This guy is making an argument, and he is going to not only pound the table. I think he's going to jump on top of it yeah. for Tyreek Cleveland. When he opens his mouth, you instantly you pay do. attention. Yeah. I think that you and I think that he is, he is head, coach head material. coaching material. So is that, and if ever I'm telling you, here's my prediction for the year. It's not going to be wins and losses. It's not going to be touchdowns scored by Jerry Judy. My prediction is the Broncos defense will have a top 10 defense and Idra Evero will be coaching another team next season. It, it, it's not out of the realm. Stukes is cut from the same kind of cloth. He yeah. really is. Yep. I don't know if he wins this one. I yeah. don't know because it's a numbers game. 
But I will say this, here's the thing, when Stuke says this, and he hasn't even had this guy on the field. He sees a lot of tape. Whew. He's a lot of tape. He's seeing something that he really likes from this guy. And if we've moaned and griped and bitched collectively for three years, shaken our head and rolled our eyes over the crap that Tom McMahon has rolled out onto the field, and this guy says, this is my dude, yeah. I'm going to die on this hill for Tyree Cleveland, chances are... I better try to figure out a way to to take care of them. Okay, let's let's look at the numbers and then let's look at playing time. Mm. Okay? Okay. So, we know it's going to be for sure Sutton, Judy, Hamler and Washington. Yes. Okay? So that is four. Give me two guys you think just off the top of your head that will make the roster of those wide receivers. Brandon Johnson is in. Okay. Period. Okay. He's already in. Okay. And then I, I think it's an absolute dogfight for that sixth spot. So just pick a guy just for fun because I'm, I'm going to try and get to a point real quick. I think Seth Williams. Okay. How much do you think Seth Williams is going to play on game day or do you think he's sitting in the box? Probably sitting more sitting than playing. Okay. So if he's on the sidelines, he probably won't even get into the game. Is that fair to say? Logically, depending on injuries and things of that nature, yeah. If, Ty absolutely. if Tyree Cleveland's on the roster, he will he's, get. He's going to play. He's going to play. He's going yeah. to play on special teams. Yeah. Period. Yeah. So, do you, generally speaking, you don't want your sixth receiver to play the entire season. No. So your so, so your your point. Your I hear what you're saying. You're saying is that sixth guy? If it's six, if it's seven, this changes the entire conversation. But if it's six. Yep. That's a fairly logical question to ask. He's not going to play. He's not yeah. going to even dress. Right? He's not going to even dress. So you have a guy in special teams that your special teams coach is gunning for to be on his unit. I wouldn't have a problem if Tyree Cleveland does make the roster just for that. I mean, honestly, even your fifth wide receiver, how much is Brandon Johnson really going to get on the field? I think Brandon Johnson has a chance to get on the field. I think they like. He, uh, no, wait. You're, okay. Let's look at this offense. Yeah. How many times are you going to have four wide receiver sets? Well, it depends on how much they use Montreal Washington. They're going to. Well, it depends how much they use Montreal Washington. I think they really like Brandon Johnson. I'm not suggesting that they don't. Right. Very rarely are they going to be in four wide receiver sets. Yes, correct. They're going to be probably more in two tight end sets and two wide receiver sets. So you have a lot of those. So you have Hamler's going to be standing on the sideline probably a decent amount too, right? Could be. Four wide receiver sets. I mean, who would I rather have out there? Two speedsters bar talking about health. Who would I rather have out there? I'd rather have two burners in Washington and... Um, Hamler, right? And then you throw out Judy and Sutton. Wow. How the hell do you cover that? And where is Brandon Johnson, who we both like? He's on the sidelines. So why not take a guy who you know is going to be on the field for at least five, six, seven plays a game? I wouldn't take him over Brandon Johnson. I think Brandon Johnson's a guy, but I would listen to the back end of that oh, Hold argument. on, hold on. What makes what makes you think Brandon Johnson isn't going to pass through waivers? 
and you can put him on the practice squad. I don't think he. I don't think he passes. Okay, two fine. So, big, big receiver. So fine. Brandon Johnson is my fifth wide receiver. I'm good yeah, with that. I think we're good. I'm talking about six. Yes. I'll tell you the guy they shouldn't want to lose, and that's Jalen Virgil. Because he has speed, he does. But I Some, think someone will pick him up, and that's he a will numbers be a, game. He I, he will be I'm on a practice you. squad. He will be on a practice squad. Period. You can't. It's the old saying: you can't coach speed. You got to find a way to keep him. I'm not saying necessarily put him on your roster, but you might have to because I don't think he is making it. You're running right. out of space. If you believe that Dwayne Stooks would die on the hill, right? For Tyree Cleveland, and I think it sounds like he would. I was there yesterday. Right, he was very adamant about that. Let, let me also let me also say something as well because I'm going to argue against myself. Jalen Virgil, you really got to find a way and hope not find a way because you can't find a way. You got to hope he goes through waivers and you can put him on your practice squad. But the truth is, you don't need three receivers where their greatest skill set is speed. And they're all essentially, excuse my terminology here, Smurfs out there. Yeah, right. You don't need three of those guys. Just like the Avalanche three, four years ago didn't need a blue line of puck-moving defensemen with nobody who is a stand-up defenseman. Yeah. That's one reason why Tyson Berry was moved. They knew they had McCarr. They knew they had Gerard. They had to have a couple of guys who could actually hit people. You can't have all speed guys, but I would love to see Jalen Virgil somehow, some way stay on this roster. Coming up after the break, every Friday on the show, our Broncos insider Cody Rourke joins us on the show. He writes for milehighsports.com. We will ask him about the wide receiver situation. How many does he think the Broncos are going to take? And who will they take? And oh, by the way, if Brett Rippon has a really good game, is he going to be the guy? We'll talk to Cody about that as well. Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. By the way, I need to make an apology to Jalen Virgil. I accidentally and foolishly grouped him in with Hamler and Washington as the Smurfs. Um, Jalen Virgil, 6'1", 210. To me, you got to keep this guy. You got to find a way to keep this guy. With that, time now for the buzz. The buzz is presented by Rocky Mountain Forest Products, where they specialize in wholesale lumber to the public. Go to Rocky Mountain Forest Products in Wheat Ridge or go to rmfp.com. Let's go out to the hotline. I want to bring in our Broncos insider, Cody Rourke. Uh, you can catch his work on milehighsports.com. You can also catch him in Afternoon Drive with Anilo Piro. How are you, my friend? 
I'm good, gentlemen. How are you doing this morning? Good. Good. want to bring you into the conversation we had in the last segment about something Dwayne Stukes said yesterday in which he says he is going to bang the table for Tyree Cleveland to be on this roster so he can have another really good special teams guy. Let's look at how many wide receivers the Broncos are going to take, in your opinion, and who do you think they will take, and do you think Stukes, yelling loudly for Cleveland, will get his way? Uh, you know, I don't know if he was necessarily yelling loudly for Tyree Cleveland. You know, one thing that he said is that he values Tyree as a special teams player and what he can do, but he's also being evaluated as a receiver, which he hasn't been able to do much. Uh, I know he likes Tyree for a special teams unit, but they've also been working in some other guys just in case Tyree doesn't make it. I think the belief is that Tyree Cleveland will be released, but will be brought back through uh, the practice squad because he hasn't put any tape out there this preseason. The likelihood of him passing through waivers is actually a very significant possibility. I agree. Yeah. Uh, so that might be the best path for them at this point. But, yeah, you know, special teams coordinators, they, they tend to like their guys. And, and I think when you look at what Tyree Cleveland could do on special teams as a core four guy, I think there's a lot of value to it. Okay, so I think, and I could be wrong, please correct me if you think I'm wrong, I think they're going to take two quarterbacks. We'll get into that in a second. I think they might take an extra tight end, which might leave that wide receiver room with six. We know who the four are, which are Sutton, Judy, Washington, and Hamler. Who do you think the other two guys are, unless you think they're going to carry seven? Uh, I personally think they're going to carry seven. I think mm. the, the other ones will be Kendall Hinton, Brandon Johnson, and Jalen Virgil, because not only can Jalen Virgil play the role of what K.J. Hamler can do uh, you know, alongside Montreal Washington, he's also, I think, solidified he could be the backup kick returner to Montreal Washington if he gets a little bit more of a feature role on the offensive side of the ball or gets banged up at all. What if they only take six? What if, the, what if they only take six? Then who uh, gets left on the side of the road? So then I would say that you would have Kendall Hinton and Brandon Johnson that fulfill those final two spots. Mm. So Jalen Virgil would kind of be the odd one out. That would be the that'd be the hard swallow with this group, wouldn't it? Who do you Cody? think who do you yeah. think, who would you take? Would you take Kendall Hinton or would you take Jalen Virgil? Because I'd take I take I would take Virgil all day. Yeah, but you're asking you're asking that's what you'd do. Right. What would the Broncos do? No, but I'm asking Cody, what would you do? Would you take Ooh, Virgil or Hinton? Because we both we all agree it should be Brandon Johnson. So who would your choice be? I just think that Virgil brings more to the table than Hinton does. Unless you're looking for a backup, backup, backup quarterback. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. Part of me part of me's thinking I would look to to offset I would look to trade Kendall Hinton and bring on Jalen Virgil. If that's the case. You're a smart man. Hmm. Not just because you agree with me, but Cody, you have a right to your opinion as long as you agree with me. Oh gosh, uh, Cody, <laughs> let's get let's get to the tight ends. There's been a lot of conversation about the need for two tight ends um, with this outside zone blocking scheme potentially to help them out, especially a little bit early. But the the dilemma is. And, and I don't mean any disrespect, I think that both of these guys could be decent blocking tight ends somewhere down the line, but I don't think Albert O or Greg Dulcich right now are particularly guys that are adept in any kind of blocking scheme. 
So what do you do with the tight end room right now, realizing that you might have some growing pains in the outside zone? Yeah, that's an interesting dilemma. I think that's where Eric Tomlinson comes in. I think Tomlinson will be on the roster. He's definitely had, a, I think, a, more, a better training camp than I anticipated originally. But Albert O is going to stretch the field vertically for the Broncos inside the slot on the outside. Same thing with Dulcich when he gets acclimated. Then when you go 13 personnel, you can keep a guy like Tomlinson in as one of your other blockers in the outside zone scheme. But you know, these guys, too, Albert O, Greg Dozes, these guys are going to have to acclimate themselves as blockers. I know it's something that they work on every day. It's something they'll continue to work on and, and kind of have drilled into their uh, their daily routine from Jake Moreland. But then, you know, I part of me is really wondering, do the Broncos carry Andrew Beck as that fullback tight end option? I, I just I haven't seen a lot that suggests that maybe Beck will be that guy. I think you can include Sauber. I mean, you could convert Sauber to a, that tight end fullback option. I mean, it's not that hard. It's it's not a much of a changeup from what he's already doing. I don't know. I think that's really where the dilemma is, is between Beck and Sauber. We are talking with Cody Rourke. You can catch his work on milehighsports.com. He is our Broncos insider. Also, you can catch him an afternoon drive from 4 to 6 with Anilo Piro. Uh, did a guest spot on Channel 2's uh, Colorado Sports Night last night uh, with Taylor Kilgore and Mick. And they asked me about why do you think that K.J. Hamler is playing? I think I might be on my own island on this. Tell me if I'm out of my tree or I'm uh, or my scent is correct on the trail. We look at what Nathaniel Hackett has said. He doesn't want to play any of his starters. Although he has played Calvin Anderson. Although he has played a couple of other guys. I, th- I think they're playing K.J. Hamler because I think they believe enough in Montreal Washington as a wide receiver that they want to see what Hamler looks like on the field. Hackett keeps ah. saying he doesn't want to play his starters. Why is he playing Hamler? Gregory's not playing, and he hasn't played in the preseason or really practiced much. Billy Turner, he hasn't practiced much. He hasn't played in any preseason games. Why Hamler? Well, you know, I think part of it's what KJ also wants himself. I think that realistically, from what I know, Hamler wants to play because he's coming back to the same stadium where he suffered the injury, but he also wants to get that on-field contact from somebody else just to kind of get that. I don't want to say there's a mental. Yeah. I don't want to say there's a mental block, but it's just something that he needs to do for himself, right? And I think that's really the biggest thing here with. A guy like KJ Hamler, I think that's really the emphasis. Give me the upside. Who has more upside? Montreal, Washington. Can't believe I'm saying this. A fifth round pick or a second round pick in KJ Hamler? Who 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 uh, has more upside? Who do you feel more confident in three years from now? Oh, that's tough because we we never know how things are going to go. I I personally have confidence in KJ Hamler. I mean, I I know exactly why the Broncos brought him in. I think he can be everything and that and much more. We saw it. Uh, his rookie season against Carolina saw some of the things. Last year, we saw him be used as that deep ball guy, the guy that's going to get behind defenses, but it was short-lived because of the injury and how early it happened in the season. I, I'm going to stick with KJ on this one, and, and that's not a side against Montreal. I think Montreal has shown every bit and piece as to how he can be impactful, but I think the biggest thing is that KJ will be the bigger impact player 
I think, in the next couple of years, and Montreal can impact things differently on special teams as a returner. I'll, I'll flip that around on you, and I'll say it this way. I think in terms of speed, I, I think that Washington and Hamler are pretty even. Also, one guy has a history of injuries, the other guy doesn't. One guy has a history of dropping balls, the other guy doesn't. I'll go, I'll go with Washington on this one. Okay. All right. Uh, not, a, not a bad pick either. No, and it's not a knock against K.J. Hamler. And by the way, how do you not love the guy for coming out in a press oh conference God. and talking about his personal story? He couldn't be any more likable. It's not a knock against Hamler. It's just we know his history with injuries. We know his history with dropping the ball. And I love the fact on that 19-yard pass uh, in the, what was it, the was it the Bills game or the Cowboys game where he got leveled and he bounced right back up talking about Washington. I love that toughness for the, his size. But, uh, let me say this, Cody. Montreal, Washington, at the very least, has been the revelation of this camp. Um, I think that Dak Azani obviously identified this guy right from Jump Street as a guy that would be fantastic uh, to get for special teams, recommended him down the line. They drafted him in the fifth round. He was a starter from day one in special teams coming into this coming into this franchise. But I don't think, unless you know something that I don't, I don't think that they understood the depth of this guy as a wide receiver. Hasn't that been the revelation of this camp? How good this guy has been in the receiving game? Uh, yeah, I mean, I would say that was something that definitely stands out. I, I think with how quickly he's picked things up and the relationship that he's developed quickly with Russell Wilson, I think is also something that benefits him in this conversation. Uh, you know, he's one of those guys that stays after practice with Russell Wilson, catching passes from him. And I think that's going to be a very revealing factor. There's trust there. And I think when you have trust from a quarterback, that's all you could ask for. That's a huge, huge, huge thing for him. Uh, Cody, let's um, talk about the backup quarterback situation. Fortunately, the backup quarterback situation doesn't involve <sighs> Locke and Bridgewater and who's going to be the starter and who's going to be the backup. No. Um, should we read the tea leaves oh. that Brett Rippon is starting and maybe it's his job to lose? Um, I think so, yeah, absolutely. And I feel like Brett Rippon has had a, a more all-around solid, consistent training camp uh, when he's been getting in there. And I thought what we saw from him last week against Buffalo, I think that was a huge, huge step for him. Now it's really going to come down to how he plays in the first half against the Minnesota Vikings tomorrow. That's going to be a really big thing here. If he can show the command of the offense, be consistent, lead them downfield, you know, get them to score points, whether it be a field goal, whether it be a touchdown, and more, you know, more importantly, protect the football I think if he showcases that and if Johnson simply just can't match that, I think it is Brett Rippon's job. Uh, okay, but look, with all due respect, <laughs> you know what? It's In baseball, it's said that an umpire has his best game when he's never noticed, right? Isn't it kind of the same with backup quarterbacks? You don't really ever want to notice a backup quarterback. And, and that's no disrespect to either you know, either yeah, one of these but, but guys. I, but, Bruce, I think you're being short-sighted. So, Cody, and this is why I think you're being short-sighted. Listen, if Russell Wilson goes down, the season is over. The question is, which guy gives you a better chance of course. to win two games I get it. if Wilson's out? And That's it's what not short-sighted. What it is, 
is keep Russell Wilson on the field for the entire season. Do And that's exactly what Nathaniel Hackett is trying to do here in the preseason. Keep this guy on because this is the asset, plain and simple. So for two games, who's the better fit? Uh, I would say Brett Rippon. Me too. I would as well. Hey, listen, uh, Cody, thanks for waking up so early and joining us. You're on the, the man, show. Cody. Um, we Please look forward to listening to you four to six afternoon drive on Mile High Sports Radio with Anil Piro. Have a great morning, my friend. Thanks, gents. You too. All right, coming up after the break, a rematch of last year's Super Bowl turned <laughs> into a brawl in August. I, I, I was dumbfounded. Let's get to it. Why is Bruce Hurdle dumbfounded at 8.31 in the morning? We'll talk about it next. Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Have you seen the Elvis movie? I heard it's great. It is pretty good. I don't know if it's great. It's pretty good. What pretty was, good. What was pretty good about it? I, you know what? I, I just, I don't, I don't know how much of it. I'm totally buying, but you know, I, you got to tell, you got to tell a story, and this seems to be as good a way to tell the story as possible. It's. This is one hell of a review. You're this is here. this is generally the this re- is like white bread. This you're, you're is generally the relationship between Colonel Tom Parker yeah. and Elvis, and so and it's difficult to know. I mean, let's just say it's not particularly flattering for the Colonel. Time now for what's trending. What's trending? Presented by Silterhar Mazda. Get to Silterhar in Broomfield for a no-pressure buying experience at Silterhar Mazda or find them at sthmazda.com. I'm guessing most people have seen the video, so I'm not going to give a big setup for this. Uh, Bengals-Rams scrimmage yesterday. Huge brawl broke out with uh, Aaron Donald grabbing a couple of Bengals helmets and swinging them. They canceled practice right after. Right. Okay, with that, um, what... Should the Rams, what should the, well, we're going to talk specifically about Aaron Donald. He's the best defensive player in the game. Yeah. What should happen with him? I don't know if the NFL steps in on this or if the Rams do something. The Rams aren't going to do anything because let's face it, every coach that I've ever been around, and I bet you that you've been around. McVay totally played it down. Yeah. Ah, it's just guys being yeah, guys. You, you play the party. Now, before that, before it happens, you play the party line because the question is inevitable. Before any joint practice, somebody will ask about, well, you don't want to have the scuffles. You don't want to have that. Well, we don't want to have the, dis- the distractions. We're better than that. That's not who we are. 
But you know what? It's always said with a little bit of a wink and a nod, isn't it? Really? Aren't football guys okay with this kind of stuff devolving? Maybe not to the level where your best player and arguably the best defensive player in the NFL is swinging right and left-handed haymakers with opposing players' helmets. I'm not suggesting that the NFL go Miles Garrett on no. Aaron Donald. But Miles Garrett swung a helmet in a game. Yes, At he the did. end of the day, it's assault. It That's what it is. You swing a helmet and hit yeah. somebody, that is assault with, I won't call it a deadly weapon, but a weapon that can inflict a lot Harmful of damage. Harmful intent. With that, I don't think the NFL does anything, and I'll tell you why. If the Rams were opening up against the Carolina Panthers... I think that the Rams hand him a one-game <laughs> suspension. The fact that it is the first game of the season, Rams against the Bills, Ooh. Thursday night football, the NFL wants Aaron Donald on the field. I would say you're right. I don't think anything will happen. I don't but, think they will. And they should do something. Probably. I think it was Schefter that said yesterday when asked about this, what do you think about this? He just simply said assault. Okay. I, we only have a couple more minutes before we have to hit a break. Every partner I've ever had, I've said this to them mm -hmm. about my thoughts about this particular topic. This is so out of the box what I'm about to tell you. Mm -hmm. And you're going to look at me like I have 10 heads and that's okay. But it, it'll be impossible to move me off this particular position. Right. When a pitcher goes head hunting. In baseball, you're a big baseball guy. Yep. When he intentionally throws at a guy's head, I honestly believe, honestly believe, this is, I'm not doing sports talk radio here. I believe this, and I think it should happen. I think the hitter who gets thrown at has every right to charge the mound with the bat in his hand. Well, and I, I'll tell you why. Okay. Because when you throw a ball at somebody's head, at 95 miles per hour, and I know people say, well, no, you're only going to dot the guy in the back with a curveball. Sometimes you go headhunting. That is assault with a weapon. So why does the pitcher get to do that, yet the batter has no opportunity to retaliate? If you throw a ball at me at 95 miles per hour trying to knock my head off, I am taking out your freaking legs okay. with a bat. Well, I would say that the simplified, and my mom would be proud of me for this reaction, two wrongs don't make a right. And But I will say this, leave the bat down, then go mano a mano, I'm a fine. I'm fine with that. No. I got no problem no. with it. No, no. You, you fine. You go. You go ahead and take the bat, and then I'll come visit you in the cooler, and we'll see how it all works out. I'll take my chances... I'll take my chances of saying, you know what? You're going to pull that crap on me? You know what? Well, I'll come out, and Here. we'll decide this on the mound. I tell you what. you If you're a pitcher, you want to go after somebody's head, run up to home plate and punch him. Hmm. Then do that. Don't throw a ball Don't at him. Don't throw at his head. Throw, throw at his But guys do. Throw at his butt. But No, but guys do. They go head hunting. And if, if you want to go there, the guy has a right to retaliate. If you really want to hit a guy in the head, don't throw a ball. Run up to home plate and punch him in the face. Yeah. Then go do that. And and yes, I agree. Two wrongs don't make a right. In this case, you come after me with a weapon. I have the right to come after you with a weapon. Yeah, I don't think it accomplishes anything. And you know what? There'd be a firestorm and this guy should go to prison. Don't throw a ball at somebody's head. 
period. What do we have coming up on Just In Case You Missed It? The Joker and the Greek Freak had quite the duel in Belgrade, Serbia. And who are the five teams in the NFL most likely to decline this season? That's next on Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle on Mile High Sports. Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive. Goodman Hurdle. Watch us. MileEyeSports.com. You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed. At Bruce Hurdle, at Eric Goodman. You're looking for wholesale lumber to the public. Go to RMFP.com. In the meantime, I want to tell you about Mighty Plumbing, Heating, and Air. I have worked with them on a number of occasions. They put in my new air conditioning unit last year using the best product out there called RUD. Then they fixed stuff in my bathroom as well. I love the fact that their technicians can do everything and then my wife used them for her garbage disposal once again showing up on time she thought they were terrific unbeknownst to me she wrote a five-star google review just like i did with that want to bring in the owner of mighty plumbing heating and air kevin how are you my friend doing good eric how are you congratulations over 1000 five-star google reviews how does that feel as an owner, knowing what people in the community think about what you guys are doing? Uh, it feels good. I'm really proud of my team. Um, that that was a, a, a good goal that we set out to do, and we hit it. And now we've got our, our new goal in place, and my team is excited to hit that one. And what's the new goal? Uh, the new goal is 2,500 by this time next year. Wow! What are you We're doing? Turn it up a little bit. What? To turn up the heat, no pun intended. What are, you, <laughs> what are you doing with your staff to get these type of reviews? Training. Training and hiring some of the best guys in the industry. Uh, we're, we're a leader for top guys, and that, that's where it starts. They, they have a passion to help people and take care of them. Um, and so when we go to a customer's house, that's what we focus on. It's focusing on taking care of the customer, giving them options, and um, letting them control it, but with our advice. And we've done really well with that, and customers love it because they, they're not uh, told what they need. They give options of, hey, do you want long-term, short-term fix? What do you need? Uh, kind of like what we did on yours. And then we rolled it, give them awesome service, and then at the end we just ask them, say, hey, if you were happy with us or unhappy, please let us know how we're doing. And people, um, they go right online and they, they give us a review right away. So what is your process in hiring in order to get the top people out there? Uh, Well, believe it or not, uh, 90% of my guys are referrals from either employees I have or or wholesalers or somebody. So they'll call me, I'll do an interview, and then we do a ride-along and and, uh, have them go out in the field and test them and make sure they're good and see how they interact with the customers and stuff like that. And then we, we do an offer after. For lack of a better phrase, how much, and this really is probably as much of a compliment as you can get outside of getting a five-star Google review, 
How much business would you say you get from people who worked with another company, they screwed up, and then they came to you? Oh, Eric, uh, we probably get, uh, I would say, a good 40%, 50%. It's a really, really high number. I mean, we'll get people where we give options, and they didn't think we were quite the right fit, and they went with somebody else, and then it was disaster, and they'll call us back saying, you know what, I made a mistake, I'm sorry, can you come uh, fix it for me? Um, and then we get the other ones that have didn't know us, hired somebody out, it's disaster for them, they're needing help, they're in a dire need, and they can't find anybody that can help them reasonably, and we go in there and uh, we give them the options and we save the day for them. How do people find you, Kevin? Uh, website, mightyph.com. Thanks, buddy. Have a great weekend. Thanks. Have a good one. All right. See you, man. Time now for the final word. Bye-bye. The final word. Presented by Greenfield's Pool and Sports Bar in Lakewood. Greenfield's has everything under one roof, including the best happy hour in town. Two-for-one wine, well, and drafts from 3 until 7 p.m. Just in case you missed it, is presented by Argonaut Wine and Liquor. You need to see why Westward named it the best liquor store in Denver. Five years running or order online at ArgonautLiquor.com. Just in case you missed it, Nikola Jokic and Giannis Antetokounmpo went at it yesterday during a FIBA Basketball World Cup European qualifier as Jokic finished with 29 points, 8 rebounds, and 5 assists in Serbia's 100-94 win over Greece. The first national team battle between the two of the best players in the world did not disappoint. So since Jokic and Giannis are responsible for the last four NBA MVPs, do you think this year's MVP will go to an American player or again be awarded to an international player? Interesting question. I don't think Jokic has any chance of winning it. No, this year. not a third time. No. I, I, I would I would be surprised. By the way, did you see the step back turn on Giannis baseline? On, oh my God, that was dirty! It is dirty. Here's my question. Uh, I think it will be. An American-born player, although I like Luca. I think Luca is. I think a, it's going to. I think it's going to be Luca. I think Luca would be my up. guy. Would yeah. be the next man up. I, I. How are you feeling about him playing? And I'm talking about Jokic. Uh, wouldn't you be just a little bit nervous if you're Michael Malone, him playing basketball at the level that he's playing right now? You're talking about basically your franchise right now. I think you're always nervous when I your guys you play outside yes. of not wearing your jersey. Mm. But what are you going to do? That's what these guys do, right? They want to play for they their country. Yeah, they they want to they want to play for their country. Commend it. I mean, also, I mean, wouldn't you be nervous when you see Jamal Murray or Bones Highland practicing or playing in games? Really, what's the difference? Yeah, you're right. In the offseason. Good call. Just well, thank you, Bruce. I appreciate that. Yeah. I'm all about the good call. Yeah, well, blind squirrels and nuts. You know how it works. What the hell is that supposed to mean? That means... Are we going to get into a fight before the end of the show? No, but don't be patronizing to me when I say good good effort. I'm not patronizing Uh, you. A little bit. First of all, I'm not patronizing you. I'm patronizing you, but I'm more humoring you. Yeah, fine. Just in case you missed it, Bill Barnwell (laughs) wrote an article predicting the five NFL teams he most likely expects to decline in 2022. The five teams he predicted to decline were the Packers, Raiders, Steelers, Titans and Falcons. What teams do you most expect to take a step back this season? How much further back can the Falcons go? Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, you know, what's the over-under there? Three? Uh, The Packers, Steelers, and Titans are low-hanging fruit because you've got um, such different 
personnel groupings in each place. You got a different quarterback with the Steelers, Packers, their receiving cores, totally different. And the Titans were 12 and 5 last year. They don't feel like a team that can keep that up. So, what is decline? Is decline going from 12 wins to 10? I don't think the Chiefs are going to win as many games maybe last year as they did, but they still may end up being the favorite in the AFC West. So I would use decline in a very relative sense. I think when you look at the Raiders, knowing they made the playoffs last year at 10 and 7, is it is a decline 8, 9 and 8? I suppose it is. A slight decline, right? I think the biggest decline will likely be with the Steelers. Me too. Because of their quarterback situation. A dark story here as Buffalo Bills rookie punter and sixth-round draft pick Matt Areza, known as the punt god, has been accused along with two others of gang-raping a 17-year-old girl last year in a lawsuit filed yesterday. If you are the Bills, do you cut Areza? The story is beyond disturbing. Disturbing is, yeah, not even doing it justice. It is is absolutely deplorable. Um, this thing has to obviously run its course, obviously, but I'm not so sure at this point. He is an incredible weapon, but if I'm the Bills and this thing has even the slightest bit of legs, then you got to make a move, and you better make a move quickly. Yeah, I, I don't. Even, I just don't know how you keep we, this guy. We got to flush this thing yes. out. I mean, you have. Both attorneys fighting it out on Twitter right now. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And with the NFL wanted to, to suspend Deshaun Watson for all those games. This guy's got to get that and more if indeed we find... Listen, if we find out this is true, yes. he'll never play in the NFL again. Nor should he. Right. If, if, if it's found out to be true. Right. Well, that was a great way to uh, end the show. It, yeah, yeah. Great, thanks, Alex. Great producing, Alex. <laughs> Jeez. Had to get to it. It's like the biggest story right now. It is. It, it yeah, is. It but is to, end, to go into the weekend with that, thank you. Come. I'm kidding. It is what it is. We did have to talk about sure. it. Sure. All right. That was Argonaut Wine and Liquor. Just in case you missed it, it is the weekend. Go load up. Don't get loaded, but go load up. And Argonaut Wine and Liquor, great prices if you love wine. All Spanish wines are 15% off that are 750 milliliters. If you want them to deliver, they do to the entire Denver metro area. All deliveries over 100 bucks are free. Start the weekend right. Sip a nice cocktail. Maybe crack open a beer. Do with Argonaut Wine and Liquor. See why Westward called them the best liquor store in Denver. Five years running. Order online at ArgonautLiquor.com or go check them out on Colfax. Zach and Alex, great job this week. Same with you, Bruce. Good. Week two of our show is in the books. Looking forward to Monday. And I'm feeling very shaky about our partnership. Make it the best possible weekend you can. She know they soft. And when I grew up, she showed me how to go downtown. And at nighttime, my face lit up. So it's down. And I told her, and my heart is what she always.